the beginning was the word. 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 Word, I'm gonna say the word. 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 From the studios of KJZZ in Tempe, Arizona, welcome to Word, a podcast about the literary arts in the state and the region. Here's your host, Tom Maxidon. Well, we're right in the middle of National Haiku Writing Month, Nahai Raimo, and our own haiku writing contest, which you can enter by visiting word.kjzz.org. We appreciate all the feedback we've received for the program as we continue to focus on literary arts in the state and the region. This week, we're zeroing in on the Arizona Matsuri in Phoenix, a festival celebrating Japanese culture, including the art of writing haiku. I'm joined by John Sachin, one of the steering committee members for the festival, which happens February 23rd and 24th. John, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. And so I just want to get you know started because you have a phenomenal background by talking about it. Um, what is your day job, technically? I'm a salesperson working for a software company. Here in the Valley? Uh, the company's based in Colorado. Okay. Uh, but I work from home here in okay. Phoenix. Yes. So you telecommute then. Okay. Yes. As far as your connection to the Matsuri Festival, it's been going on for quite some time. I had not heard about it until very recently, actually, because I'm relatively new to the Phoenix area. What exactly is the Matsuri Festival? Matsuri means festival in Japanese language. It is a celebration of Japanese arts, culture, music, food, and so forth. The festival began at ASU with a group of students who wanted to share uh, the Japanese culture, and uh, they put together a small group, and here we are in our 35th year. It's one of the major events uh, here in Phoenix, Arizona. Art, music, calligraphy, I would imagine. Yes, uh, And, of course, poetry, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you uh, specifically about haiku. And you actually lived in Japan for several years, right? Yes, I uh, lived in Japan for almost 30 years and continued my passion for studying or writing haiku poetry. How did you get interested in haiku in the first place? I think it was um, more of a family thing, not necessarily haiku, but poetry in general. My grandfather uh, was a poet laureate uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada, and my mom and sisters and brothers always were crafty with the words. And um, in second grade, our teacher had a haiku project, and we all submitted our haikus, and mine was selected uh, as one of the winners, and I was able to go downtown Phoenix and meet the mayor and get a gold pin, so that was my start. (laughs) One of the things that I talked about with a former guest was, you know, some people say, so what, when it comes to things like writing poetry? What is the value of this ultimately? How is it going to help you, you know, get a job? Do you have any answer for something like that? Well, life is more than work, right? So, um... Poetry is a is a means of expression. How how you, something that you you sense or feel uh, that you would like to share with someone else. So um, in tune with nature, and that's what haiku is all about. Um, expressing a particular moment um, or some scene uh, with with others is is kind of satisfying. I think that's the drive for most haiku poets. Now, of course, uh, you are more than just a haiku enthusiast. You write it yourself and administer a yearly contest that is connected to the Matsuri Festival. 
first of all. And as I understand, you publish a book of poems each year. Must be tough uh, to, to determine a winner. What are some of the criteria that you use uh, to determine, you know, what's a, what's a winning poem? Obviously, this can be different for an elementary school student. No, they're actually, yeah, student, they're, right? they're naturals. Um, I really enjoy reading the, the young children's haikus um, quite a bit. A good haiku should have a couple different elements, and at least a concrete image that you could actually visualize or see or hear or taste or touch. These are some of the fundamental elements of a good haiku. So if you can hear the thunder roar or uh, the moon rising, just certain things that you can visualize uh, make up a good haiku. And I think the, the younger kids are really good at that. And of course, you don't get many words to express that image or that feeling, right? Um, are, are you a purist? Five syllables in the first line, seven syllables in the second, five in the last? Um, no. Um, a traditional haiku would be 17 syllables. Um, uh, five, seven, five is the, the way it's structured in English language. I'm not a purist. If the haiku comes across as something that you can actually visualize or hear or feel or touch, then um, I would grade that. I mean, it can't be way off the charts. Sure. If it's 15 syllables or 19 syllables, then yeah, I'll, I'll uh, give it a nod for a yes. So, John, I understand you actually have some Arizona-inspired haiku with you. That would be lovely if you'd read them for us. Okay. Here's uh, one from one of our participants. Howling monsoon winds, dust devil coming my way, western dreamy draw. And that's in reference to, uh, I, I used to live, um, in the the Squaw Peak area, and that area is called Dreamy Draw, and I experienced several monsoons rolling in and dust devils blowing up and coming my way, and you hear that wind coming. So the, the elements of a haiku are to sense or feel or see something. Monsoon season definitely means something to folks in Arizona, right? right. It's a characteristic of Arizona and the state uh, at large. Another important um, aspect of haiku. Haiku should have a reference to a season directly or indirectly. And a lot of us, at least uh, American or non-Japanese speaking people, don't always get that reference. Here's another submission. Roadrunner tracks crossing in the dry desert floor. My hot feet are bare. So this does have a reference to a season, summer, right, where the, the hot sand in the, on the desert floor are hot. Um, but it does have a bit of humor uh, attached to it as well, uh, where the child or whoever is barefoot running across the, the desert floor and noticing you can get that image of the roadrunner tracks in the sand who'd been there before, and he's running because his feet are probably hot as well. Right, and there's no distinct mention of summer, it's implied, right? right? But the season is still there. That makes it that's kind of right. powerful. I think that's makes a actually better haiku when you're not, you know, painting the picture, you're leaving something up for the imagination where they, right. they can sense or feel that haiku. How about another? Desert vagabonds, dry whispering tumbleweeds, children of the wind. So that references the a tumbleweed, uh, which would be a vagabond. They're just aimlessly uh, being blown across the desert. And that would reference the late summer, right, the monsoon season. Right, uh, and an important personification in there, bringing a, a human element into that. Right. Here's uh, another one, maybe from someone up north. Over the wintry forest, winds howl in a rage. 
with no leaves to blow. So you get the sense of, you know, the forest and you can kind of picture the the trees without any leaves and, you know, the indirect connection is uh, there's no leaves on the ground. They've, they've been blown in, in right. the season of fall. Right. So those are a few. And so when will this year's winners be published in the e-publication? The e-book will be published by the 23rd of February by our festival. Um, we will make an announcement on our uh, website and our Facebook and then uh, anyone who uh, would like to come down to the festival will be uh, putting the winning haiku at our haiku booth on display. We're speaking with John Sachin, administrator of the Haiku Writing Contest and e-publication for Arizona Matsuri, which happens in Phoenix February 23rd and 24th. Haiku is distinctly Japanese, and of course this festival, the Matsuri, which means festival in Japanese, tries to bring people closer to that culture in many different ways. And some people think one thing about culture, language is culture, for instance, but I tend to think of it as a multitude of things. And so what I'm curious about is what led you to be interested in Japanese culture in the first place? And what do folks who don't have much experience with Japanese culture, what can they take away from it in this Matsuri? My interest in the festival in Japan and Japanese culture started when I moved to Honolulu, Hawaii, where I moved from Phoenix to a, a melting pot of cultures across the Asia Pacific um, region. And uh, from those cultures, I was fascinated with the Japanese. And I recalled my second year of elementary school and my connection with haiku. And um, I went over to Japan and fell in love with the place and ended up staying there for most of my life. So I, I really love uh, Japanese culture, several aspects of it. And when I returned uh, to Phoenix here and joined the committee, I'm just one of several steering committee members. And those people who've never been uh, and several uh, of the attendees are repeaters. They just love coming down and having a bowl of ramen or some the various types of food that are on offer there. But you also have your dance and your music. And for the young kids, there's the cosplay contest, which is a big thing for the younger kids. And we have martial arts art stages, and there's all sorts of exhibitions with uh, the bonsai or calligraphy games and, and so forth. And so the festival is the 23rd and 24th of this month, right? And no cost to actually come to downtown Phoenix? That's right. It's a free event. Uh, it's always the last weekend of February. So this year it's February 23rd and 24th. It's held at uh, Heritage Square, which is right next to the Science Center. We work really hard to keep the event free and open and accessible to all. John, you've been doing this now for how many years with the festival? This is my fifth year. Okay. Yes. There was no haiku contest, right, before you. You, you no, brought this to Phoenix. I was the starter of this at the uh, the event. I mean, when I first joined the committee, uh, we get together September, October timeframe and begin our planning. And I asked the, the innocent question of what are we doing to, to reach out to the community to bring them together. And everyone, uh, all the old hands were like, oh, we don't, we get busy in February, the, the month <laughs> right. of. <laughs> so I, I I thought it would be good to reach out to not only people in the valley, but people across the state and uh, get them in, involved or raise their awareness 
of the Japanese culture through haiku and hopefully steer them to uh, be interested in coming down and seeing our festival. Well, I think it's a great way to get folks interested in the culture. And of course, we have our own haiku contest connected to this new program, Word, which we just launched recently. And I guess there's something in the air in February. We want folks to submit their haiku to us. They can find out more at word.kjzz.org. That's our website, and you can find all the details on that. So, John, how can people learn more about the festival? By going to our website. It's A-Z-M-A-T-S-U-R-I dot O-R-G, or join our uh, social media Facebook accounts. John Sachin with the Matsuri Festival here in Phoenix. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Tom. Word. Word. Word, I'm going to say the word. 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 Thanks for listening to Word from the KJZZ Studios in Tempe, Arizona. You can find all episodes online at word.kjzz.org.